When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. We've got to get to our Ryko Filters feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask your mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional choice. And you know what? Every time we get this guest on, I have to make him a brand new intro. <laughs> It is going to be another win at Sydney Motorsport Park for Nick Perkett. Perkett to the top with a 12-2. That lap has come from nowhere. Well done, Nick Perkett and everybody at Brad Jones Racing. Yes, he is, of course. He's long-term with Brad Jones Racing for the conceivable future. Please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Nick Perkett. How are we all going? Ah, oh, hey, Nick. Sorry. We, I'm not laughing at you, Nick. That was, as usual, a really good uh, intro. But um, Matty decided so to try laughing to... laughing at McKeldin not to... Turn well, I was actually laughing at McKeldin, mate, mic. because he was speaking into the wrong mic and it wasn't even on. <laughs> I'm sitting here going... I was thinking, I was like, what's going on here? Yeah, I, I'm sitting here going, hang on, are my earphones in? Am I turned up? Why well, can't I hear mic? Stevie J, turn the right microphone on, you idiot. Anyway, <laughs> there we go. Uh, Professionals. Hey, mate, uh, welcome back to the driver's seat. It's been a little while. It has. It's um, great to hear your voices again. My intro, you know, it's all, it's all good. Normally we have fun when we talk, so it's looking forward always, to it. Always, always. How's Townsville? You're up there now? Yep, got here today. It's it's lovely, nice and warm. Get out of Melbourne. Um, just, uh, yeah, kind of laying low this afternoon and then into it tomorrow, which is it's nice to be get to do sponsor visits and, and stuff like that again. Obviously, we had all of last year. That wasn't really happening. So the last um, few months has been nice to go and visit all the team sponsors and you know, personal sponsors and, and have people come through the garages again and actually go to their workplaces even and see what they've all been up to. So it's, um, it's actually quite fun to go do appearances. It must be looking forward to the weekend, mate. I mean, uh, last year is, you know... You knew we were going to bring it up, cracker, cracker last year, especially qualifying. So, um, to be honest, a week ago we probably didn't, you probably didn't even know if we were going to actually be going there. So uh, that's got to be a positive, and obviously, last year's results got to be a positive as well. Yeah, exactly. Firstly, um, it is good to actually be here, and then on you know with a, a double header too, because like you said, we didn't really know if we'd be coming up. Um, and yeah, it was kind of like a weird little period there for four or five days where I was kind of at home and I'm thinking, do I need to be kind of gearing up for a big 250k race next Saturday or what are we, what's going on here? So um, yeah, pumped to be back here. And then yeah, obviously the car was fast last year in qualifying trim. Didn't quite have the tire life we wanted in, in race trim. We kind of, um, somehow we flipped it. Normally we have mega tire life qualify bit week, but here last year we, we put it on pole and then we couldn't actually get the the tie to hang on. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can find a happy medium this year. So let's talk about this year. If you were, and we're going to, we're going to give our mid-year marks a little bit later on in the show, but what would you say that you and Brad Jones racing would attract from a, 
from an ABCD. What, tell, tell us about your year so far. Um, oh, probably a B minus, maybe. Okay. Um, yeah, we've had. Yeah, we rolled out at Bathurst and instantly had um, mechanical issues on the engine side. So you know, we didn't even compete on the first day. So put us on the back foot, and then um, you know, Tas- Tasmania, we we lacked a little bit. Well, there's only needs to be a little bit of Tasmania and quality trim, and then obviously we qualified last at Tail and Bend with a high <laughs> pressure issue. So you know, we yeah. had a, we've had a little bit, a few too many issues along the way, and um, I think you know, Tail and Bend after that terrible qualifying session. Um, from then on, we haven't really looked back. We've qualified in the top ten every time. We're racing up there, back where we felt we we should have been. Uh, but yeah, it just felt like a little bit of a, a hard, difficult start that you know crazy little things were going on and it just wasn't working out for us so yeah I'll say it's surprising yeah I was gonna say it's funny because Bathurst you know you had those little niggly problems but on a positive note at least the doors stayed closed <laughs> uh, <laughs> second uh, tail and bend yes that on tail and bend on the on the scale of A's and and D's and I, I think I don't even think did I get a D or an E at school probably did uh, well, you wouldn't something. have got a C or a B. I'll in, give you the strong Probably tip. in Chinese language, I got an E because I was no good. Um, so quality was an E there, but your race, mate, was an A. Like, talk about a massively contrast weekend uh, for, for that race at least. You know, to be able to come from the back and uh, and get what, P4, was it? You almost made the podium? Um, somewhere there, yeah. We had a, we're having a big battle with Anton there for third. Yeah. So it was, um, it was good. But, yeah, that was, um, you know, we just had a massive – miscalculation on the wet tyre pressure because actually in practice in the wet because um, the sessions always started wet in practice on the slick or the wet I was comfortably the first or second fastest guy out there for the, all the practice sessions so when we qualified back there we knew it was um, not correct and we you know we had faith I said to a few people before the race you know we'll be back we'll be back in the top six come the end of this and there we were so just on that Taylor bend there's some fairly well-played footage of you blowing up deluxe with your engineer. Were you just discussing what you were going to have for dinner that night or what were you actually saying? So this is after the, the qualifying <clears throat> session? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's no, I, I, there's, there's no one's actually come out and said what you were actually saying there. Um, to be honest, <laughs> I think we were both saying the same thing. Um, you want to go just, home? Just very loudly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I just get it. We just get filmed a bit more. Um, yeah, AE was as angry as me, and it was just you know frustrating. It's um, you know we don't, especially in car eight, like qualifying out the top ten is not acceptable, let alone qualifying last. <laughs> yeah, um, it was not good. So yeah, I think it was just trying to really get across the point of like where that car was at. Um, obviously, a timesheet told us, but you know it was. It felt like I was driving a shopping trolley out there. I didn't even through that fast right handers. I didn't even have to turn in; just lift the throttle. So, um, oh, wow. it was um, pretty crazy. So, uh, yeah, I think um, it was just a bit more of frustration because you know we we came to that qualifying session. We're like, hold on, it's wet here. We're we're on, and then yeah, ah, went opposite land, and <laughs> that was us. Apparently, you weren't. But you must see something in the no. team, mate, because you've re-signed and you've re-signed for a little while. Yeah, exactly. It's. Um, yeah, you know, I've always been a big believer of um, kind of not, uh, oh, I guess, you know, 
being in the one place is definitely helpful. You know, you get a good relationship with your engineer, mechanics, the whole crew. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, Brad's come out and said it. He's relies on me, you know, to you know try and get the job done, and you know, I rely on him to give me the opportunity to do it. So it's we have a good relationship, and um, yeah, it, it was pretty easy. He's um, he's more than a boss. We yeah, we're good good friends, and I think we we're just at the back of the toolbox at Bathurst, and we're like, oh, we should probably just go again. And he's like, yep. Um, <laughs> sounds good and that was that um, so yeah it was, a, it was a pretty easy decision another zero on the contract maybe ah oh, a couple yep <laughs> a couple go <laughs> easy on the one McKeldon it was a couple <laughs> oh that's cool hey mate um, obviously you I mean your full time career has um, basically been only in, in the car of the future era hasn't it so I want to get your thoughts on how you feel about a mid-year switch to the new Gen 3. Um, you know, especially, you know, you've been really vocal about Gen 3 and paddle shift and all that, which I, everything that you've said, I 100% agree with. Yep. Um, you know, Good. give us, you know, give us your, your feeling on that and, and how that's sort of transpiring at the moment. Yeah, that's going to be very interesting. I remember the first time I drove the current chassis, so Car of the Future chassis, I was, the first one to drive it for HRT, I was doing Super 2 with them. Um, and obviously the previous, the, you know, whatever we call it, the... Well, um, the, the, the car of the car, past. The original supercar. Yep, yeah, car, car of the past. Car of the past. Yeah, car of the past. Yeah, <laughs> and, <all> <laughs> um, um, and I remember when I first drove the car of the future, I thought, holy hell, this thing is different. Like, obviously we hadn't developed it yet. It was just the first day out. I think we were at Calder Park and it felt pretty, pretty interesting and loose so yeah it'll be i i don't mind the idea of bringing the car in mid-season but i do think we're offering a, a fair advantage to triple eight um and even maybe tick fit or djr you know they're going to be a long way up the road on say where we are with knowing what that car can do um so yeah it's it's going to be hard i think to do a mid-season swap and and have a level playing field. I think that's mm. probably the nicest way to put it. I think, I think, but looking back, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, when the Car of the Future did roll out for the first year, was it 2013? 2013, yep. I think so, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, BJR were the ones that were absolutely on top of it, on especially it. the rear yeah. end, the, like yeah. the rear end of the car, and you guys were just on fire for the first two to three rounds before the bigger teams, if you want to call it that, slowly started to chip away at, at your advantage. Yeah, 100%. Um, and that was, obviously, they did good work over the off-season and, mm-hmm. you know, they had some pretty cool ideas of how to make it work back then. And, um, yeah, it worked. But bringing it in mid-season, it is definitely a little bit different. You know, if we're just, you know, it all comes down to... Mm-hmm people power really and, and having a, enough crew and everything to be running a car at main game level and then building one to that you've never built before to be testing and, and run at that same level. So I think it'll be it'll be difficult but um it's gonna fire out. It's gonna throw a spanner in the works, whoever's leading the championship, you'll be nervous as you have to jump in a different rig the following weekend. Yeah, totally. Totally. So um mate, I just want to quickly move to Bathurst. You've you got a co driver in Dale Wood, hugely experienced obviously how confident are you that you guys will be able to get the job done this year and, and how confident are you with Dale yeah he's um great to get on board obviously Dale's driven with BJ before um and he's 
he drove in the cool drive car um, not too long ago as well, and then he was quite fast last year with Rick. So yeah, he was a, a great get, and um, you know, for me, it was just get someone in there who's just you know year in year out jumping into the co-driver and they're fast. Um, so yeah. yeah, I had a great co-driver with Tom Randall last year, and I think you know got equal opportunity having Dale alongside me. So so far so good. He hasn't uh, moved anything too far when he's come and driven the car. <laughs> he runs a little seat like booster seat in his um, race suit, so he's got a huge ass. He loves it um, <laughs> to make sure he can see the steering wheel. So he'll be right. And, you know, it's, it's good. It ties in well. He's also supported by Tim Kinnear, a good supporter of mine as well. So oh, there kind we of go. fits in well. There we go. That's, Bang. That's, that's, that's a McKeldon line, isn't it? Get a sponsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Hey, <laughs> Nick, we got, um, we got a message in actually uh, from one of our uh, wonderful listeners saying here, with Nick now re-signed with Brad again, does he does this mean he stays on the same money as before? Because Brad would say, "There's no cash here." Jeez, <laughs> 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 uh, I know. Same, same twenty. Honestly, but honestly, lunch every how, time. <laughs> how hard does it? How hard does it? Is it you know like moving forward in in this day and age with you know we we know what. Money and the tough. commercial yep. side of things is yep. like, and everyone, no matter who it is, they all want to get paid more. You know, like I mean, there's no one yeah. there that say, "Oh yeah, okay, I'll yeah, I'll do it for a bit less." I'm having a good time, so <laughs> um, you know. So how sure. do you is it is it getting harder and harder every time you've got to have these obviously contract negotiations with what's happening with you guys? What with anyone for the future? Yeah, I think um, I'd say that the driving group probably. There was definitely a bit of a purple patch there for a few years or a lot of years where there there's some crazy money for driver salaries, but I think now everyone has to be respectful of the teams as well um, and the, making sure that you know, they can put the car on the track. So I think you know I think we're all pretty sensible now, with, especially with what happened in the world with the COVID and all that. So you know, for me with Brad, it was um, you know if he offered a bit more, I was happy, happy to take it, but it wasn't a, a sticking point or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I guess you know you got to also back yourself. I think I've done a pretty good job for him over the years, and you know, even come teammates and stuff. I, you know, I'm kind of lobbing around the top ten championships, and others have been outside the top fifteen. So it's pretty, uh, you know, it's a pretty good little situation. I mean, with Brad, <laughs> yes, yeah. team leader, absolutely. Try to be. Well, at the, <laughs> at, well, at the moment, Nick, I'm pretty sure Mark Winterbottom's uh, staring at that 30, 30-odd point deficit between you and him. And at the uh, run of bad luck that he's been having, uh, I think that might be eaten up very quickly this weekend. But, mate, uh, it's always a pleasure to get you on board the driver's seat, big fella. And uh, when you do, just pass on a message to your teammate Todd Hayeswood for me because after Darwin, yep. uh, that wonderful Pizza Hut promotion he had, got me a free pepperoni oh, yeah. pizza. So, uh Please, please I think pass. He's out in the town tonight in Townsville, bloody spruiking the car around trying to get people to get free pizzas. Oh, we'll, we'll make sure that he stays away from the mad cow. And uh, good luck this That's weekend. Do you remember the mad? The remember the mad cow, Nick? Remember a couple of years ago Sunday with the mad night. cow, the Sunday night parties at the mad cow. Oh, boy, oh boy. I've never, I've never been to an after party before. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah, poor, no, <laughs> actually, no, I agree. Well, well played. No. Well, no, I don't. I I distinctly do not remember you and I having way too much to drink. I think at I don't know some party two or three times. That must have been another Nick Perkett. You were thinking, yeah, of. that was another yeah. Nick Perkett. I don't remember that. That was his doppelganger. 
what? His doppelganger. <laughs> 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 he just rolls out the, the Percat dummy. He goes. There you go. Yeah. That'd be handy, wouldn't it? Well, Nick, we, yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you for the time to chat with us here on the driver's seat, mate. Go well this weekend. We know you can, uh, you've can. Right. got some pretty good speed on those streets of Townsville. And uh, best of luck this weekend. We'll chat to you soon. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Here we go. Nick Perkat, our feature interview for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.